Welcome to Unscripted Pivots. I am your host, Danielle Sproles. On today's episode, we meet Danielle McCombs. Danielle is a native New Yorker that relocated to San Francisco in 2016 for a job in commercial real estate. She had been in the industry for over 20 years. Soon thereafter, though, she decided she wanted to look into something different. And then she became a Coactive Institute trained life coach. She's also the co-host of a popular podcast, The Opposite of Small Talk, which she launched with her college roommate, Christy Ollinger. I highly recommend that everybody check it out. It's wonderful. So Janelle and I met a couple of years ago at a women's real estate conference, and we were introduced by mutual friends. I think the conversation launched with the fact that we both had the same first name and that we were also interested in you know, helping other women in the industry. That was about two years ago. My attraction to Danielle was organic, but immediate and strong. Her energy and friendly manner just naturally draw you in. I was impressed that she had a podcast. At the time, I knew very little bit about podcasting. I was also in awe that she had the insight and courage to pursue a whole new career after two decades. Danielle intrigued me. She inspired me. And so I began following her path. Let's listen in. Good morning and welcome to Unscripted Pivots. Today, I'm very excited to have my guest and friend, Danielle McCombs. Welcome, Danielle. I'm so glad you came here today. Danielle, thank you for having me. I am so honored to be here. Okay, so you are on my radar for several reasons, but given the mindset of Unscripted Pivots, you just recently went through something very different in your career. And so I thought you would be the ideal candidate to uh, talk to some women about you found the strength and courage to forge a new path. I am very excited to share my story with you and your audience. An audience that hopefully grows quickly. So tell us a little bit about the turning point in your career. Touch lightly on what you were doing before, and I'm most excited about what you're doing now. So I was in commercial real estate for 20 years, and about a year and a half ago, knew that there was something else that I wanted to do. Before this moment, I had also started my own podcast, which is called The Opposite of Small Talk. And that was a turning point for me in, oh, this was something I had never really planned, but it was something that I loved to do. I came to love it. I do it with my friend Christy, and she asked me to start this podcast with her. And it just really opened up a different world to me. And in that time, I was in a new job, and then the pandemic hit. And so I think we all were put in places of kind of reevaluating what we were doing, or we just had a lot more time on our hands to think about it. And absolutely, absolutely. I would just say that the COVID was the biggest unscripted pivot that I know of recently. (laughs) For sure. And so having that time and having this new project, like this new thing that I really liked, I knew there was something more out there and I didn't know what it was. And in the summer of 2021, I hired a coach. And when I started working with my coach, it was more to be like, I know there's something else out there. I just don't know what it is. And I'm not going to be able to figure it out on my own. I know that. And I started working with my coach, Michael Turtis. And it came out that after doing some deep digging into who I was and what I really wanted in life, I wanted to do what he was doing. I wanted to help people find their best selves, people get out of their own way. And so I ended up 
taking a leap and it wasn't an immediate thing. It took some time to get to the place where I felt comfortable leaving. And there were some other circumstances that made me really move, right? Really take the jump where I think I could have played it safe for a little bit longer. And in this January of 2022, I left my corporate job and started coaching training. And so last year, I started taking on clients. And for a year now, I have been Danielle McCombs coaching and being out on my own. And you're amazing at that. In fact, truth be told, I am a client of yours. You really helped me last year when I was at a turning point and I needed some shift in my life, in my professional sphere. And I thank you for that guidance and wisdom. It was invaluable, truly invaluable. Well, you're very welcome. But number two, this is very exciting to be here because this was one of the things that we talked about. And so it makes me so excited to see there is real impact that happens. And there is real things that I'm making an impact in other people's lives and helping them see who they really are and the possibilities that are available for them. Absolutely. That was one of the things that first attracted me to you. When I found out that you had a podcast, I believe you're still working in commercial real estate. And see, this was something you were doing on the side. And I didn't know what that looked like. I just knew that I found it very interesting and that I wanted to explore it for myself too. And it was very early on, you know, just planting the seed. And then I followed you and I celebrated you and I was drawn to that. And you gave me the impetus I needed to actually explore it for myself. I just want to be honest, Danielle, when we met in Las Vegas at the crew convention that we were at, you came over to me and you were like, you're Danielle McCombs. I was listening to your podcast on the plane. And it was one of those moments that I was like, oh, where I realized there are people out there listening that I don't know personally yet. And so it was such a fun moment. And I called my co-host Christy after I left that room and said, oh my God, Christy, I was just recognized. This is so (laughs) exciting. And I had no idea where our relationship would go from there, but it's been awesome ever since. Yeah. We're definitely supporters of each other. So tell me a little bit about the coaching business. That's something that I may be exploring down the road. I like you. We just organically love to help other women in the business and elevate empowered women, empower women, right? That's saying, I think you take that motto very seriously, as do I. And that's why we met through CREW, which stands for Commercial Real Estate for Women. That's a global industry. And we're both very active in that space. And we just got to cross paths again last week in New Mexico for a leadership summit. So we continue to learn more, stay curious. Tell me a little bit about the ideal client for you and your coaching business. So I love to work with people who know there's something else. They know most people, I describe it as being stuck, right? I'm in this place. I don't know why. I don't know where to go from here. But they're also motivated for change. So being in a place where you feel as though I know I want something different, but I'm not sure what that looks like yet. And it could be in your personal life. It could be in your professional life. It could be through many different things. It's not only getting a promotion at a job or changing jobs. There's so much more to that. I like to say that I'm a life coach, not a career coach or an executive coach. Or if those are the things that you come and you want help with, right? To say, hey, I'm stuck in this job and I want to know how to get to the next level. I can work with you on that. But I also think that there's so much that happens in all parts of your life that need to be addressed so that you are a whole person. You aren't just a person with a job. You aren't just a person with a family. You aren't just a person with a partner. You're all of those things. And when you're 
not doing well in one of those areas, other areas are going to suffer. Big impact. And when you start doing well in another one of those areas, it's going to bleed over. So I like to look at this as, you know, we can focus on whatever you want to focus on, but also understanding how it all affects everybody. And then having people who are motivated to make that change. Yeah, that's key. And to have the courage, right? You can have the motivation, but I've been there myself where I maybe didn't have the courage. And one of the greatest life lessons I've had in the last few years is that we don't do things alone. You really, you know, when you do things in community or you can raise your hand and say, you know what, I need help with this. You're not only giving yourself half a chance, but you're also empowering another person with the skills that they have to be available to you. So it's a win-win. More oftentimes, women especially think that it's a sign of weakness, but asking for help is a sign of strength. Hands down. So I hope your client base continues to grow. What would you say is your biggest challenge there? I think I'm still working on how do I market myself and how do I let people know what I'm doing? Because this is very new to me. And so, you know, you have been a huge champion of mine and I appreciate that so much. Well, you earned that. You earned that. (laughs) Okay. And so it's just, it's finding the ways I've never run a business before. Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting. I was talking to my coach yesterday and was saying, I just want that part of the stuff that I don't like to do, like somebody to do that for me. But I'm not at a place in my business where I could do that yet. And I understand that's part of it. Like, I want to do the work. I want to work with people. I want to coach people. So I think my biggest hang up right now is really just the back end stuff of, oh, how do I pay taxes? And how do I <laughs> bill my clients properly? And all of that kind of stuff is the thing. That's where I'm, I am right now is figuring out how all of that stuff works. The boring details, right? Yeah, like some people love, oh, the colors you're going to use for your website and what are your business cards going to look like and all of that stuff. And that just doesn't interest me. What interests me is doing the work. But what I'm learning now is all of that does go together and it is important. Mm -hmm. So I do need to work on that other side of it, of the business side of it, I think. And then just continuing to learn more about people and what they need and different skills. So I went through a training program last year, Proactive Training Institute, which gave me a really great toolbox of skills to use with clients. And I know there's so much more out there to learn. So it's like, what comes next? Which is exciting. And knowing that I can continue to make that toolbox bigger and it will give me It'll just make me better with my clients. Well, congratulations on your certification. That was no overnight matter. That would that took a lot of time and effort and expense, I imagine. You've made a really strong personal investment in this journey. And everything that we do that's new can be scary. And so if you're like me, I can easily postpone stuff. And I'll tell you the lie that, oh, I'm a perfectionist, right? There's my excuse, right? But really what I am is a procrastinator. <laughs> so it's people like yourself that, forged the way. And I go, well, she's doing it and she's telling me I can do it too. And so then here I am. And I think that's the really the big message. And we don't have to like the whole package. There's certain details that I don't like about starting some new ventures, right? But, you know, going to what you say on your website and both in your podcast is the importance of staying open-minded and staying curious, right? Like that's like kind of a brand for you. Stay curious, be curious, right? And tell me a little bit more about that. So the tagline of our podcast, The Opposite of Small Talk, is stay curious and talk big. And the curious part, I realize like it shows up everywhere now. And it makes such a huge difference if instead of 
rushing to judgment or deciding you know better than other people, you just get curious about things, it leads to such a better place. And we had someone on our podcast, Michael Bryant, and he had said, curiosity is the opposite of judgment. Mm, I like that. Yeah, it's a good one. And that is one of those quotes that replays over and over in my head because we all have inside of us this judge Mm -hmm. that is just there and that comes up all the time. And if we listen to that judge in our head, it's very easy to miss out on wonderful things that are out there from other people, other opportunities. If we just put up this wall of judgment of, well, that's not for me, or nope, that person isn't somebody I want to be around, whatever it is. But instead of doing that, we ask a question. And it can be a question of the person that we're meeting that we are rushing to judgment on. Or it could be a question of ourselves. Like, why? Wait, why am I being so judgy around this? What's it inside of me? I love it. And so it's getting curious with ourselves and getting curious with other people just opens this whole other world. I mean, if I wasn't curious about coaching, I wouldn't be here doing this now. And just we started the podcast and a lot of the people we spoke to were coaches. And that kind of opened up this like, oh, there's this other world there, right? I was in the world of commercial real estate for 20 years. That was my world. But there's this whole other world out there that I was introduced to. And I got really curious about and some of the guests we had on, I would talk to them about and ask them like, well, what are you doing? How did you get to come to do this work? And then it lit up something inside of me of, oh, this feels different. And it feels like something new and exciting. But had I not, had I just gone to like, oh, well, that was their thing, not mine, then I wouldn't have made these changes. No, it was a drastic pivot, really, because you're leaving one industry for something entirely different. But it, I like the way you describe how the podcast was like, what incited you to explore beyond what was just like your path to date and for a couple decades and successfully so. Right. I mean, you moved from the East Coast to the West Coast to pursue a job in that industry and then you changed all over again. Right. So, yeah, I think that I've realized now. And as I look back, I can see, you know, I was at my first job for nine years. That's unheard of these days. I was there for nine years. My second job, I was there for five years. I feel like I keep like half lifing things. And then I moved to San Francisco and I was in that job for three years. And then my next job, I was there for two years. And so I think each time I made a move, I was getting more cognizant of when it was time to make a move again, where in the beginning, it was like, oh, I'm in this place. It's safe. It's comfortable Mm -hmm. and it's warm and fuzzy. And I like the people here, but I stayed there too long and then moving to the next place and then probably was there for a little too long too. But I think I got more restless. I got restless earlier and then knew it was time to make a change. And so I think I've gotten better at knowing when that voice shows up that's like, "Mm, this doesn't feel great, right? Awareness is everything. And I think that the expiration date, we know when the expiration date is and then it's acting on it. So, you know, again, I celebrate your acts of courage with that. So you're in a new industry. You're doing the podcasting with Christy and that's cool because you guys have a long-term friendship. So you figured out that space and you're really just, um, you're just, you're out there now. And I know so many people that are listening to it and I continue to tell others. So I I wish you continued success with the opposite of small talk. But I want to talk about confidence, right? Because on any given day, we can lose it. We can have it and then it's gone, right? And, you know, confidence really isn't a trait. It's described as a skill set. 
So what do you do to build your confidence around the newer things that you're exploring? Because I know myself included and other women, you know, we could be so successful in one area of our life, but then when we go to do something new, that perfectionism comes in because we have just slam dunked it somewhere else in our life. How do we get there, right? Imposter syndrome, you hear all those terms. So what do you do to reset yourself when you go there or, you know, maintain a healthy level of confidence that you can continue to be successful? So I would say that confidence is a practice, right? Just like yoga is a practice. Things like it's, you're never going to have it all the time. It's never going to be really easy. It doesn't always, I don't wake up every morning and like, I'm confident today and I'm going to be confident tomorrow and the next day too. I wake up and some days I feel like I can take on the world and other days I feel like I can't. And I think that's normal for everyone. And that's something to also be really aware of is that just because you don't have it one day doesn't mean it's gone. Excellent point. But if you practice it the way you called it a practice, you can build muscle memory. So it will be more familiar to you and it will be like your regular rhythm as opposed to, you know, your default. It's easier to pull up when you know like, oh, just because I woke up today feeling really terrible or I'm walking into this meeting and I feel like I don't belong here, that doesn't mean that confidence is gone. And you could pull it up the same way you can pull up other things. And so I think the practice of realizing how to be more confident is really, I think if you take time and you reflect on your past and really do that in a way that is meaningful and building knowledge about what your life has looked like in the past. I don't think we don't give ourselves enough credit for all of the things that we've done. We're always looking to see what comes next. And so I recently actually did this talk that was called Connecting the Dots of Your Life. And so it's about looking backwards. And that was a quote that came from Steve Jobs. He gave a commencement speech at Stanford, I think in 2005. And he said, like, you can't connect the dots of your life looking forward. You can only do it looking backwards. And you have to trust that the dots are going to connect. And so I have taken time and really looked back and like, what were the things that I did, right? When were things hard? And I survived them because I'm here today. So when were things hard or when were things really easy and when did things go really great? And so being able to take stock in that and really remember those things and give yourself credit for the challenges that you have overcome and for the accomplishments that you've made, right? I think a lot of times we are way too quick to say, oh, I got that promotion. When's the next one, right? We check that box and we don't even take a moment to celebrate it. We don't take a moment to give us credit for all the hard work it took to get there and spend some time like reveling in that moment and reveling in and not even the moment, the time. Take Give yourself real time. It doesn't, we don't have to be on the next thing. So I think doing that can really give you so much more confidence when you can take the time to say, oh gosh, remember that time? Remember when you got fired? Remember that? And that was something that happened to me. I got fired and I was unemployed for six months. And I think that gave me the confidence to do what I'm doing now because I lost my job and the world continued to turn for six months. The world did not fall apart. To be honest, not too many people cared that I lost my job. It wasn't earth shattering. There wasn't like a news bulletin that went out. There was nothing about it. And when I realized that, the world continued to turn. I continued to survive. And I found another job and things moved on. So I have that confidence to know I can do that. And so 
if tomorrow my coaching business falls apart, I know that I can find the next thing because I've done it Mm -hmm. before. You have resilience and that's what it's all about, right? And having faith, right? And not in a spiritual sense. It's certainly not about living in fear, which we can visit. And I think I've shared with you that I have heard that fear stands for future events already ruined, right? I can, in my head, think about what something looks like. And honestly, we have no idea. We don't know how it's going to play out. But I know that you have a consistent practice of gratitude, as do I. And I'd like you to tell the audience about Choose Your Life Challenge that you've been doing for a little while now. I was fortunate enough to participate in that and got a lot of value. And so you rolled this out. How often now? Is it monthly or is it quarterly? Tell us about Choose Your Life Challenge. Yeah, so we do it every few months. We just started one a couple weeks ago. So we're almost midway through that challenge. And what it is, it's a 30-day digital challenge. So you get an app on your phone or you could do it on your desktop. And what it is, is meant to grow your growth mindset and to really give yourself the confidence to know that, okay, if I can learn how to do new things. And I just did a program on this the other day and I told people, I want you to add two words to your vocabulary. And the words were try and yet. So when you say, I'm going to try to ski, I'm not a good skier yet. Sounds very different in your brain than when you say, I'm going to ski, I'm not a good skier. Just the way that feels in your body are two totally different things and you're giving your brain different messages. So it's that growth mindset of I can learn how to do things. And so that's what this 30-day challenge, there's different things every day that you do that gives you an opportunity to do this. There's a TED Talk per week that is about growing your growth mindset, different things, different ways that we can learn. There's a place for gratitude, the three things a day that you can share with this community of things that went well, things that you're grateful for. There's a place for journaling and things that you're curious about. So there's, and it's also gamified, so you get points for it. So some people really want to win, want the points, and other people just are there to for the message or and for the practice of it all. But it's, and tell the audience, how did I do? Tell the audience. <laughs> <laughs> you were at the top of the leaderboard, Danielle. Well, okay. But to be fair, yes, I am from Jersey and I'm type A and I'm a Leo to boot. So it's the trifecta, but really I just enjoyed it. And it was already aligned with a daily practice, as I shared with you, that I already had an effect. So I think I had an unfair advantage. I wake up every day and I do a gratitude list and I share it with some friends, you know, close knit circle. And we take that pause. And sometimes it's a struggle to find out why I'm grateful, okay, when I wake up. But it's something that has served me. So that's why I was wholly on board with what you were doing. And I like how you use the word yet. And I think that when you were coaching me, I shared with you that one of the things that I've learned yet, because I love acronyms, I'm a bit of a book nerd, but yet stands for you're eligible to. Okay. So if there's nothing that's going on and you have no history of doing something that you're about to embark on, well, you're like, here I am, my first podcast. Am I good at this? No. Yet I'm eligible too. I mean, we have to start somewhere. And I remember somebody also saying to me, you know, you can't call yourself a perfectionist because a perfectionist is somebody who perfects something. If you didn't roll it out yet, you can't get perfect at it. There's nothing. (laughs) And I love those things where I'm called out because as long as you maintain a sense of humor, you have a dose of faith, you live in gratitude for what is. You know, in the present time, I think that we all have a fighting chance to, you know, to excel. So 
And I think what you're saying there is there's a story. Everybody has a story that we tell ourselves and you get to decide that story. And so when you can say, oh, I'm a perfectionist and somebody calls you out and is like, no, you're not. That's the story you're telling yourself to stop doing something or not start doing something. And so we get to tell the stories in our heads and they can be good. They can be bad. They can be detrimental. They can be helpful. And that's the important part. And that's what coaching does, right? Is get yourself at, we're our own worst enemy. We get in our way all the time. And having a third party there to say, Mm -hmm. hey, what are you doing, right? And and to call you out on that stuff is where coaching comes in and makes a huge difference. Yes, and you're like, you know, looking from the outside, you're able to uncover something and bring awareness to them because awareness is the first thing that's going to start any kind of change. Right. And so, and I know you're doing a great job with that. And I wish you a lot of success in it. For all the exposure that you get, you know, in the real estate community, because you're still an active part of crew and in your podcasting and in your coaching, what are the, you know, few books that or podcasts that you would recommend to everybody so we can also, you know, get something new on our radar? In addition to Opposite of Small Talk, which is a must. No, it's a must. And, you know, otherwise I wouldn't have you on this. It's a must. It's where I started. So book-wise and podcast-wise, I would say anything Brene Brown. I'm Love a little her. obsessed. She did just end her podcast, but she has like hundreds of them. If you have not started listening, you have like a long time to go as opposed to me who I'm pretty devastated that I don't have new ones to mm. listen to. But her podcast, Dare to Lead, and I can't remember the name of the other one. There's two of them though. And then I would say other podcasts that I love, Glennon Doyle, We Can Do Hard mm-hmm. Things. That has become my Brene Brown replacement. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the dose that I need. And then as far as books, I would say Adam Grant, Think Again, is a really good book. And I think it really revolves all around growth mindset of he really talks about, okay, we all think we know everything, but we need to take time to be open to listening to other points of view and be okay changing our minds. I love so. Yeah. So those are the books that I would recommend. I mean, I have a whole list of them. And I would say also like we've had amazing authors on the opposite of small talk. And they all have incredible books that are useful in so many different ways. And you're now in your third year. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's three. So anybody visiting the opposite of small talk can go back and see all the episodes starting from the very beginning. Our 89th episode just came out. So congratulations. You guys are rocking it. Let me ask you this. What would you want to add to your life if you had a magic wand? A billion dollars. Would you share with me? (laughs) Of course. Yes. No, I promise you, I will be a really, really, really good rich person. Just one last thing. I think of like in Forrest Gump when he's like, I don't know, we invested in this, this fruit company and all of a sudden checks just came. It was one less thing to worry about. So like, That having one less thing to worry about would be really nice. But in all seriousness, that aside, I would say that I think the ability to get out of my own way, (laughs) like as a coach, I'm coaching people all the time and I'm coaching myself, but to be able to be like, oh, wait, you just have it all figured out. Cool. You could just go and coach everybody else now. You don't have to worry about what's going on inside you. But I think this is the human condition. And, and, I, and it keeps us real. <laughs> it keeps us real. And it keeps- for sure. And so there's so much good about it, but there are times where you just want to be like, just want to just turn it off. 
Well, you do anything but turn things off. You turn things up and you turn things on. And I am so thankful to you for jumping on with me in the early stages of my podcast career. You've been such a good friend and just a path leader. So thank you for your time, Danielle. And I hope to cross paths again soon. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to see what comes next from Unscripted Pivots. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks for stopping by today. I hope you enjoyed this episode and conversation. Check out the show notes to stay in touch with my guests. The community grows when we spread the word. Feel free to share this episode with a friend by text or on social media. And remember, you can tag me on Instagram at Danielle Sproles. Rating the show also helps give it some traction. I would appreciate a five-star review. And next time you experience that WTF moment, remember, we are women that flourish.